Check. Check. Okay, I think it's happening. <laughs> Let's go. This is great. My microphone is on. We right. have two mics now. My GERDs is acting up. What does that mean? It's acid reflux, but real bad. GERDs? Yeah, it makes me feel like, it makes me growl. You heard it. Wait, why do they call it GERD? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> a doctor called it GERDs? Yeah, it's, it's called. It's a disease or something. <laughs> what kind of down-home country doctor? Hey, look, it's I'm, really called that. Uh, I'm sorry, son. It looks like you got the GERDs. Yeah, and that's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hit yourself across the face with a fish and pray to Jesus three times. You're gonna be all healed up. Did you go to my? Did you go to the same school as me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some research. I talked to a bunch of people from your school. Thank you. I'm trying to figure out what my topics are. They had a lot. I wrote them down in this in this thing that says next Dan. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. The podcast is just Dan. Too. Right. We 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 named the podcast. Yeah. We named it Basket of Cat. B O C. B O C. B O C. Baby. <laughs> that sounds like a place in Orange County. <laughs> yeah, I just got back from the B O C. That's where you would have like. Either the worst show of all time or the best show of your life. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a grungy underground show for sure. I, I'll say this. The OC has a really bad rap and I actually really like it. I like the OC too. The OC is great. Yeah, they had a lot of good TV shows. The great TV shows. You go there, everybody, you know, sure, parts of Huntington Beach get a little crazy, right? There, no doubt. It is... I want to be really honest with you. Yeah, you're, you're mentioning things in California, and I lived through a pandemic, so I, I only know where, right, my, right, I only right. know where my home is, and I right. know nothing else about California. I, People are like the valley, and I'm like, that could be anywhere to me. Right. I lived through the scam demic, so I was I was all out in the back. No, I've just been here longer than you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter, really. I, I'm not good at directions like that. I'm really good at getting around, but I don't... You can't ask me where anything is, because I'll give you directions like I'm Dora the Explorer. I'll be like, around that tree, <laughs> over that bridge... By the McDonald's, like that's how I give directions. Now you're saying you're saying directions, but what we're talking about is just knowing that certain places exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, directions. that's how I give directions. And when people are like, "What street is it on?" I'm just like, "It's by the Walmart." I don't know. Like I have no idea. And in California, you people are obsessed with knowing both. I act as if you're from here, but yeah. people in California are obsessed with knowing both streets. Well, but a building is not on both streets. The address is only on one street. Okay, so LA is obsessed with that because LA is on a grid system. I know, I've so heard. It's more, it's much more like conducive to knowing cross streets. However, uh, what really helps me with that because I'm also not good with directions that well. Riding my bike has really helped with that because when you're on your bike, you're you're not like just looking. You're not texting the whole time. You're looking up. You're getting hit <laughs> by cars. You yeah, you're getting you're getting stuff thrown at you. So like you're more aware of your surroundings, which is nice. I'm not into people on bicycles. I gotta be honest. Oh, this is a good topic. I just think that they are in the way. <laughs> there should be a different street for them. I think, I don't understand when was, when did we start deciding you can ride a bike in the road instead of on the sidewalk? Doesn't it seem like a much more of a sidewalk activity? Okay, well that's a very interesting. Th- let me tell you what happens when you ride on the sidewalk is uh, large forearmed Armenian men will push you off the sidewalk. You know they why? Because you're in everyone's way. That's what I've gathered from this. People on bikes are in everyone's way, walking, driving. Okay, here's what I'm doing. I'm saving the environment. Number one, obviously. Number two, I'm taking a car off the road. So you know how like traffic, well, you don't leave your apartment much, so it's not really, it doesn't affect you. I know places around here. From time to time. But it takes a car off the road. The issue and why people, because I've heard a lot of complaints about people on bikes. And listen, I get it. It's fun. It's fun to make fun of a marginalized group. I understand. (laughs) A marginalized group. Bike riders in Los Angeles. 
marginalized group. Okay, we're in danger. We don't put anyone in danger. If you get hit with a bicycle and you get injured, that's on you. That's no. not on me. That's on you. That's because you're weak of spirit. Okay, you're driving a car. You hit somebody. That's that's hospital at least. So you're taking something dangerous off the road. You're being humble because you don't need to be in a giant kill machine all the time. You can just be on your little bike. That's what. That's how I am. People will be like, oh, bikes are in the way, bikes are annoying, blah, blah, blah. I understand, but the issue is we don't have dedicated bike lanes in Los Angeles because every time they try to add them, people go to city council meetings and go, well, L.A., is, we're, we're a car city. L.A. is a car city. And it's like, is it? Because it takes me fucking 40 minutes to go two miles anytime from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Is it a car city? A spirit. <laughs> you can get there faster? Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. The point is, it's annoying. And also, if you hit someone on a bike, it's automatically your fault, even if they're weaving in and out of traffic, like psychos. Why, why is that your fault? What you because they're going to be like, you were in a car, you should have been checking out your blinds. You should. And it's like, you shouldn't have been on a tiny little, on a toy. You should have been on a toy in the road. You're riding a toy. I like my toy. That's like if I was in one of those little Jeeps that kids drive, and I was like, stop it, I have a ride away. It's my privilege. I would, first of all. Go to the park. Like I a, would, bi- a bike is a toy. I would love if you drove around one of those little Jeeps. Me too, that honestly. would be fucking so cute. Are you kidding so me? Oh my god. Everyone would be We're talking upset. about getting somewhere in a long time. That, that would be, be no. We could like soup it up for you. We oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go part. We'll get you on on that. Let me get road legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. No, I I get really upset with people who who dislike cycling because so I lived Not really upset. I lived in Sweden for uh, for a few months, right? So I'm kind of an aristocrat. I'm kind of a man of of many nations. Were you the Mayflower Queen? <laughs> you mean what's that? You never seen Midsummer? <laughs> no. What? No, explain to the folks what the Mayflower Queen is. They all, everyone knows what the Mayflower Queen is. She gets to kill her boyfriend. Oh, she gets to kill her boyfriend? I mean, she had the option. She took it. She took the option. Spoiler alert. I mean, who wouldn't take the option? I mean, he sucked. Yeah, yeah. He rode a bike around. So she Worse, go. honestly. No, so they, they fucking have such a good system there where they make bike lanes really easy for people. And when you make bike lanes easy, like if they did that in L.A., so much more of L.A. is bikeable than people think because they make it a death-defying feat to bike more than a mile because cars are crazy. They have this weird shit called a Class 3 bike lane. So a Class 2 bike lane is when you have a line and then it's like it's literally its own little lane. You have like the car lanes and then you have a white line and then separated into a bike lane. That's a class two bike lane. Mm-hmm. Class one bike lane. Now you're getting into luxury territory. I'm getting into it. That's a bike lane that is completely separate from the road. So and that good. That's how they should be. That's how they should be. I am with you completely. Downtown they have some class one bike lanes. In Sweden, fucking every bike lane is a class one bike lane. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Here, they have what's called a fucking class... But biking makes sense in Sweden. They're so happy and jolly, and they're like... Right. Like, you know, like they're very thrilled to be on a bike. Like, that makes sense. Like, no, this isn't a bike place. Here, we're like, we got BMWs, motherfucker. Yeah, well, nowhere. In America, we're just not... No, biking is like a thing you do, like, in your in your little square where you live, around a cul-de-sac. You, you really do see it as a toy. You can go, like, 25, 30 miles it. an hour in a bike. Not me. <laughs> That's why and you, you know you can also. Did you know you can be arrested for being drunk on a bike because oh, you yeah. a seat, but not on a line scooter because there's so no seat? It's so fucked up. I fucking hate that. Yeah, that also pisses me off. Because again, Cause you love to drive your bike drunk. I I never. First of all, I never get drunk. I'm a man of I'm a man of piety. Okay, 
But okay, so let me let me keep going with the bike lane because this is very important. People are really okay, into non-drunk bike lane. drunk biker. People really want to know about bike lane. So let me get into it. So class three bike lane is why everyone is fucking annoyed by bikers. Okay, it's not to say that we shouldn't have class three bike lanes. It's that we should have class two and one bike lanes and get rid of class three bike lanes. A class three bike lane is an incredibly vague uh, proposal, basically, where they put a fucking spray painted bicycle on the road and they go. Because that's if where someone you, died. That's a chocolate. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the bike, and then, like, five miles down, it's the fucking person yeah. who got they scraped like, by is, a Mack this truck. Is a, this is, that's called foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they go, a bike, if it so chooses, can take the entire lane. That is what a class three bike... No one knows this. So, if you do take the whole lane, you're going to get fucking, like, sideswiped by a Kia, obviously. But... A class three bike lane is means legally, as a cyclist, you can take the whole lane. Obviously, no one's going to do that because they're not crazy and you can't bike 40 miles an hour. But that's why everybody thinks bicycle like bicycles are annoying because you have class three bike lanes instead of class two and class one. So they'll take the entire lane and people will be like, oh, fuck this asshole. It's like, no, he's just trying to stay safe. He got a DUI. You know what would be really safe? What? Walking. No, 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 no. Fuck it, it's crazy talk. Okay, listen. There's people, a lot of things that I don't want. I don't like farmers markets where everybody can cross the road whenever they want. I'm kind of with you on that one. Like this is honestly, I'm this is my real take on, on this. Go on. Don't ever be in my way. That's what I really want to say. It's just get away from me and stay out of the way. So if you're on foot and you're crossing and I the street be. and you never, but let's just say by well, maybe nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By you now that you're getting fit. Yeah, so fit now. Um. And there's cars. Are you then angry at? Because I find myself. Whatever oh yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever I said, I'm doing. I just doing, told you don't ever be in my way. Whatever I'm doing, fuck you yeah. if you're doing it. If I'm in I'm a car, I'm like, you. I'll hit you, bitch. And if I'm out of a car, I'm like, hit me, bitch. <laughs> That's very mean. I Boston is uh, where I live for strong. a while. Boston is very strong. Okay, but. Boston is like the patron city of crossing the street and staring the car down as you do it. It's oh. so funny. Do you know what I hate? When Go someone on. tries to cross the street and then be polite about it and they do this. Where they're like, sorry, I'm just going by real quick. Like, get the fuck, get out of this. Go! Why do they jog with such little steps when they do it's that? It's because you don't actually want to go any faster. It's you never want to know that you feel bad about it. I do a full sprint. I'm like, I, you don't even need to slow down for me. Oh, I, I just feel, uh, if I have to cross the street and there's cars parked, I'm, like, waiting at the red light, I immediately feel, like, so much anxiety. Like, how dare I have to cross this street? Uh, yeah. Like, I cannot believe that I need to get to the other side of this. What am I, a chicken? No, I'll say this, and this is why I think everybody in their own way is a piece of shit, because when I'm when I'm biking, I'm very much like, fuck these cars. But then when I'm, I'm in a car and there's even one bike that takes up the whole lane, I'm immediately like, I'm going, I'm going to fucking put a stick in your back tire and blow this thing out. How I dare you? Thought about that. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's the old school way. Fucking jam a stick in there. I'm gonna have to drive and hang out the window though. And... You could get there. You put it on cruise control. How about guys that hang out windows, <laughs> scrubs. Um, what, this is not even the topic. So, no, what that's was, good. did you have a topic? What was my topic? Um, I have a topic, but I think yours might be better to start with. Mine, oh, okay. Mine has a little getting into. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about. Um, we kind of briefly talked about this, but I think it's a very interesting conversation. Yeah. I read, because, I read, you have to read it somewhere or you don't know. Sure. That, um, <laughs> that they, women don't have fetishes. They just mimic men's fetishes. So technically mm. only men have fetishes and women are just playing it into it. First of all, what doctor? What doctor you know, is I doing this I just said research into it. <laughs> no, no, but I'm sure someone did. I could have thought like, on a fortune cookie and been like, it sounds true. Yeah. It was just some dude who's like, my wife, there's no way she loves feet as much as me. 
Yeah, what, I how mean, do we fucking? Granted, that does make a lot of sense because you think about like the i the the concept of like say we all lived in tribes and you needed a husband to survive or whatever, and we're back in those days. Like, you would kind of adapt, like... There's a lot of things I think women do they don't actually want to do for men. So, like, I do understand that concept of being like, do you really love Bukaki? Or, like, is that a joke? Well, like... (laughs) A joke? (laughs) Because it does feel like a joke a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if I would say joke. But okay, but they so, look funny at the end. So here's the the very limited understanding I have of this is that book that was written called Sex at Dawn, which you know I think w- was kind of disputed in the anthropology community. But what it basically mm, yeah. said is they they've done studies with mammals, and what tends to be like the norm is male mammals tend to fix their sexual proclivities early. And then stick with that for the rest of their lives. Like, and then women mammals, what they've found is like, they can sort of like, if they introduce a different, you know, what, like if you have goats and sheep and they're, they get used to fucking sheep and then you put goats in halfway through their lives, they'll figure it out later on. They'll kind of be like, all right, well, I guess we have to. And then male goats will just be like, fuck this. I, don't, I, I want some fucking I'm not gay. Yeah, I'm gay. Fuck this sheep. Yeah, get this. Hey, I need a fucking girl sheep yeah. around here. We're the goat. <laughs> um, I think that it's weird that we were doing study on animals' fetishes to begin with anyways. Yeah. What scientists like, I really want to know about. I don't know why my scientist sounds like but, that, but he does. He's a villain. No, that's Do it again. He said, like, I want to know what kind of. What He's kind a pervert. Of, what, yeah, what kind of sexy things these sheep are doing? It's very really that. Like, what kind of science? Like, I need to study animal things. I want to know. Yeah, gross. What makes the What makes the girls horny? Yeah. What makes the girls back? And, and then like, they're like, "All right, I guess goes. I guess we'll give you the Nobel Prize." Yeah, we're just giving money out to science. That's another problem. Scientists. Here's an issue I have with scientists. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Let me just tell you. Oh, I'm breaking things. I'm out of frame. Um. Fin- now, finally, we're a podcast because we're talking shit about scientists. I. That's first what of makes all, you a podcast. I fucking cannot stand. The idea that, like, uh, scientists is the only job you get to go, I think this could be what's happening. I think this is the answer. And then you just get millions of dollars in grants for your idea. What if I went into work and I was like, I think I'll do, like, I can't, what if you were a lawyer and you're like, I think this will get you off trial. Or a doctor. I think this might, well, I guess doctors do kind of that. But yeah, they do. Well, you don't that's get to the, guess at all the other Okay, well, it's 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 like trial and error is the completely necessary part for of millions science. of dollar grants. Yes, yeah. I mean, it it fucking. We gave Blondie McVampire Magoo billions of dollars so she could make a, a fake machine. Who's Blondie McVampire? Uh, what is her name? I don't know. The dropout, whatever her name was. Uh, she made the blood thing. Oh Elizabeth yeah, Holmes. yeah. Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, but she, didn't she raise that private, or was that a grant? Not the point. The point is, right. scientists are not allowed to guess and get all this money. Because I be guessing about all kinds of things. You do guess a lot. And then I don't get no I see you. I see you in the gym and you're like, I, I, I bet this is how you bench press. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, whatever. Close enough. Well, okay, so I think the issue is like research and development is like a very costly, very annoying fucking part of like a- anything. But it is necessary and you do have to kind of blow a lot of, course, of money on totally it. totally necessary. I but, but the issue, which I do kind of commiserate with you is when the even the when you get the outcome of the study you're you still go well who gives a fuck about this like yeah we don't really like need when to they're know. like uh, we're studying cow farts like why 
And they're like for the ozone layer. I was like, is that the biggest problem? Apparently it is. Yeah, it's actually huge. Yeah. But the point is, like, what do you do? Kill the cows? Like, I mean, what do you want me to do? What? That is, yeah, every, so when you do like a clinical research paper, there should be a section that is at our level, like you and yeah. me, and it's what what do we do? Exactly. There should be a what do we do section. Because they're always like, stop using hairspray. It's like, so I get nothing in my <laughs> Yeah. I get nothing. Transphobia. Sorry, Greta. That is but I can't I can't do that. Scientific transphobia. Right because there. here's my you know this actually man too. Because like they're like because the one percent, the rich people, Richie Richards Christmas wish, gets to do whatever they want. Sure. Of and they're they're in planes and trains and automobiles and they're over here wearing shoes made of crocodile balls all kinds of things and then I'm supposed to like get I'm supposed to use a paper straw yeah which I will well, and I do but my point is like shouldn't you suffer more than me shouldn't I suffer less yes well so here's the here's the interesting thing so this the one percent thing you are absolutely do you, you know I'm a turtle in a sea of rules do you know the you're in a sea of straws really yeah all these straws are trying to get you yeah rule that's what I call rules straws um so uh do you remember the Taylor Swift thing about the the airplane where she was taking like? Mm-hmm, but she debunked that. You're talking about Kylie Jenner, right? No, oh, is it Kylie Jenner? Or is Kylie Taylor was the one that was taking the twenty, the, like the fifteen minute plane over. Right. Yeah. Well, it it was funny because this other list came out. And I think it, it listed Taylor Swift as the number of one. Everybody got private. a plane. Yeah, everybody's got a plane. But and then everybody was like going after Taylor Swift very hard, which like I make fun of rich people. I don't give a shit. Me too. But also, I will say like if you're Taylor go Swift ahead. or something, like, do you want? Is she supposed to go to LAX? Like, how is she ever on the plane? <sighs> It's it's tough. I do get a little confused. Like, I take a bus. You should drive. It's a middle it's a middle ground thing, right? It's like should do you have to go in LA? It's like you got the money. Do you need two private jets? Can yeah. you get away with one private jet? Maybe Honestly, I don't know. When you're that rich, the sky's off limits. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you got to go grounded. Tunnel, yeah, tunnel. We need you. Yeah, you better be taking. Yeah, you better be driving in a bus. It better be hard. There will be some kind of struggle. And your face better be on the side of that bus. Yeah, so we know you're struggling. <laughs> um. But you you know who the number two name on that list was? Leonardo DiCaprio. No. Oh. Okay. Floyd Mayweather. But nobody said anything about. And do you want to know why? And this is a really interesting thing. Not to not to go no into much. That is. No, every Floyd Mayweather is one of the most famous. No, no I know he is, but I mean yeah. like young, like Gen Z. Is no, they care. they all know. I mean, he he boxed Logan Paul. Like young people. Oh, that's know. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Sorry, Floyd. <laughs> Now I respect you because you boxed the formidable Logan Paul. But so much violence. It it really speaks to this fact that Taylor Swift, like in her public image, is like relatively positive, right? I mean, she's mm. she's had like the dating scandals or whatever, but for the most part, it's like. She, but Floyd Mayweather's public image is that he is a piece of shit. Like he has he has painted himself that way. Like in in pre fights to to sell fights and stuff, his whole thing is like. I'm cocky, I'm brash, I'm going to throw money, I'm going to, like, call you an idiot, like, all that stuff. So when it came down to actual bad stuff, Taylor got the backlash because mm-hmm. she, her whole life, has been like, I, I, I'm just here, like, making music, like, I'm a relatively good person, and then it's like, well, fuck you, you're flying private jets. And then Floyd Mayweather, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, he doesn't need any punishment yeah. for this. It's just such a flying funny... Flying jets, has three or four tigers. He's just as bad, like, he's, or probably worse in terms of, like, whatever, footprint, but ta- we all get mad at Taylor because we're like, well, she's the country girl, and Floyd's supposed to be doing stuff Right, like well, also, they act like they're also, like, Taylor Swift has so many fans, and do you think they're all going to take private jets all of a sudden? Like, do you <laughs> think that, like, do you think this is, like, an out, like... There are some things that, like, you have to kind of watch your fan base for. Granted, not everybody should be flying. Leonardo DiCaprio loves to fly private, and they'd be like, save the Earth. Like, Leonardo. Right. But 
<laughs> you Ninja Turtle? But anyways, they, they're like, you know, she, her platform, she needs to be more responsible. And it's like, well, yeah, of course. And she's pretty responsible, but like, we're not all going to be on planes just because Taylor's on a plane. Like, we don't have the option. Right, of course. You're not really increasing the private jet. Uh, oh, you mean you mean overall? Like, like yeah. she's not. They were acting as if her taking a private plane. I mean, all of her fans are going to start doing. It will be overwhelmed. By she's not jets. influencing people to take. Now, on the on the flip side of that, it's like, well, if you are sort of painting yourself as somewhat of a socially conscious, like environmental person, it's like, don't be taking that many. Ever, private I don't even know if any of those people are like no, environmental. No, people. no, not not necessarily environmental. Social like, justices, yeah. Social socially conscious, like. I'm not saying that they're all painting themselves as Al Gore or whatever, but they're they're all basically like, well, we're socially conscious, we're trying to do good things, but then it is kind of... It, th- there is something to be made fun of there, where you're... Ta- you're the number one private jet flyer is Taylor Swift. Like, that's just kind of funny. She got places to be. <laughs> she Songs really... The same. More than me. I'm f- taking my little toy bike all over the yeah. place. I don't need to be fucking Honestly, anywhere. I'd rather ban that. <laughs> For being completely honest. Right. I'm like, let her get to the concert, but you are in the way. I guess both take away from traffic. You know what I mean? Both take a car yeah. off the road. So, take to the sky. I really do get confused on what we're supposed to do sometimes. Like, all the rules yeah. and regulations. I'm like, I don't even know what we're supposed to eat, drink, what I can wear. Well, it's, it's tough. So, sometimes I'll post pictures in shoes and people be like, I hope you decide to become a vegan. And I'm like, what did I do? I didn't know I did. Right, you didn't even I'm know. I'm just like, is it because of, like, I had these Uggs on? Like, what did I do? I, I think, so... People have this very, it's like a leftist idea of it where they they say, well, individual impact isn't what we should be focusing on. We should be focusing on like companies and stuff that perform the bulk of pollution, right? Like right. the bulk of pollution is performed by companies. I agree with that completely. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that the most important thing is definitely to regulate that. But on the flip side of it, I think for our own like moral lives, we should be maybe a little bit more conscious of what we do. Not necessarily totally. that it's going to have the biggest impact, but just because I think it makes us feel like we can sleep at night a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think that I do as much as I can do that I know about anyways, but then I feel like every time I turn around, it's like it's like we're yelling at like the general public to do something, right? and then we're just like, but isn't it so cool that somebody has this hand-stitched beaded gown that took who knows what kind of labor to create right. or anything? And then it's like, um, I can't use straws. Once again, just going to go back to that. I cannot use a straw. You love straws. I just need them. Why don't you use one of those like metal straws? I do. Yeah, those are good. But I'm about to carry my own straw around. You ever been to a coffee bean? I have, yeah. The straw, it's like one of those, it's like magic paper that disintegrates, you know? I've struggled before. I've been in a coffee bean. Coffee bean? Yeah, people love coffee bean here. Yeah, I don't know why. It's, it's, I mean, whatever. Pete's coffee. It's fine. 100% of the way. I've never been there. It's great. It's great. I just go to Starbucks like the rest of America. I like a coffee place where the coffee feels like jet fuel. Like, Pete's Mm. Coffee is so... You're basically just drinking crushed up beans with, like, two drops of water in it. It's awesome. Jesus. Yeah, it's the best. I don't know if I like that. No, no, no. It's good. Um, Speaking of of jet fuel, did you know I read this book called Breast Ones? And it's about... They did this study. You know that women's breasts, if they test the breast milk in it and stuff, there's, like, jet engine fuel from where they, like, absorb stuff in the air. Whoa. They're just big sponges. Talk about being an empath. Are they sure that's not just, like, one specific lady? They tested more than one person. I'm sure they were like, here's our book on one lady. Is it... Madam Boob. (laughs) Who just loved jet. Yeah. She loved being Always in the sky. It was Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) They tested her boob. (laughs) It's very funny. Um... No, I didn't know that. But 
I it does make sense. I wish that our bodies were better at uh, at dealing with like I wish the my body was better world. too. Yeah, I, I you know what? I wish my body. What was, was my topic? Well. What did I even ask? You asked about fetishes, and let's circle back. Oh, to that's that. right. So, uh, but then you have taken like the cultural aspect of it, where it's like if women have, which they have been, have been repressed sexually, culturally in almost every society then wouldn't that also lend itself to women developing less fetishes over time? Like, what, like oh, yeah, totally. I'm just asking because... I think so. Oh, let me answer. Yeah, please. No, I don't know. I'm not a woman like that. But um, it's... I'm going to get so many comments about saying that. There's, um, there's this... What am I trying to say here? Yeah, you're obviously right in that. But I think the, I think the idea of saying that, like, women are just, like, doing whatever men like... Right. Is a little silly too because like I maybe before but I feel like nowadays women are like let me tell you something real quick right. this is what I need you to do or we ain't doing nothing right so I don't think that like they just don't have because it's really it's kind of like belittling to women to be like you don't even know what's sexy you don't even know what you like you have right. to just do whatever old footy magoo over here likes like but that's on, not the truth on the flip side of that though in an interesting not that it directly uh, kind of applies to this but it is it is a difficult line to toe because obviously it's very easy to be demeaning to people when you're being like oh well you're just doing this because of this but then in a larger social context it is interesting to think like well if like you know patriarchy exists and stuff it, it must have some form of influence on like your own personal taste right like yeah the patriarchy is influencing all kinds of things right so even in men so in that case, yeah, definitely. Uh, so in that case, it's like, well, it would kind of make sense that you people would have like a predilection towards mimicking whatever dominant power structure there is. But you do kind of then you get into the personal level, and it's like I wouldn't want to fucking tell anyone that. Like that's it does seem rude. To yeah, say. it is. It's very strange, and then also because like men, you know, there you ever heard of like forced feminization? That's a big fetish for men. Where they like pay, oh you told me about where they this. pay like women or like or like drag queens or whatever to yeah. like dress them up as like quote unquote sissies and they like they just like belittle them because they're like they're like you're a woman like they treat them bad and I'm like right. that's very strange but I mean whatever you're into is great we're not not king shaming you but I'm just saying right. like it is interesting to be like I want to be on the opposite side of the power struggle like I want to be like dominated and abused and all this stuff but like. Right. I want to be a lady in secret. Like, good for you. And I just think, like, that's such a... The, this, getting to do that, like, to be the like the person who's, like, the dominatrix, who's like, put this lipstick on. What a funny job. You... So, I don't know if you would uh, you would like that job, but you would be really good at no, it. No, I would hate that job. You would hate the job, but you would be really good at it. Like, you would be picking the, the perfect shade. You would be fucking, like, doing, like, you would know exactly what like, I'm ready to bully someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you... I mean, you might... All these years I've been waiting. You might be able to get away with liking that job. It's just so strange to me to be like, yeah. put put these heels on, you little bitch. Like, <laughs> it's just so... Also, I feel like you have to have a really dominating voice. Yeah, you don't have a voice for and it. And I would just be like, get the... Get out of here. <laughs> you little scam. You're so stupid. Like, like, um, excuse, excuse me, could you yeah. maybe be a little bit uh, meaner? I'd be like, yeah. You little scoundrel. I'm, like, I'm being really mean. <laughs> Um, no, so, yeah, I mean, so fetishes, it, it is interesting. It does seem to be something that is, like, implanted in most people at a young age. And 
Like, that's why they say foot fetishes, because when you're younger, you're low to the ground. Did you know that? Yeah. And I've so also you're heard because they look little penises. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. I don't I'm know sure if someone said that. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. But that's like a Freud thing, right? Where, like, everything is a penis. Yeah, Freud... Again, Freud, a scientist... Or is he a psychologist or a scientist? I believe psychologist. Which is close enough. I believe the first... Close enough to be making things up. The first psychoanalysis. Yeah. yeah. I also want to know how psychologists get to just decide what's going on in everyone's brains. Oh, don't even... Okay, that, that's going to get people mad. I mean, I, I mean, I'm no, good for them, I have I the do same, I have the same questions sometimes. So I watched this really interesting documentary series uh, called Century of the Self, and it, it kind of draws a timeline through like psychoanalysis all the way to like where we are now freud's whole thing was trying to integrate people into society so there's a lot of weird dark shit that goes into that Mm -hmm. so if you have proclivities that are like let's say you're gay like Freud would be like, no, that's no, some no. weird dark shit. Yeah, yeah. Freud would be like, no, 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 no. No, the, the weird dark shit is Freud would try to like train that out of you, basically. Yeah, he like said, you're a goat. Yeah, yeah, you are actually goat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, I want cheese. <laughs> he tries to get you to fuck a goat to make yeah. you straight. He's like, you are not fin boy. <laughs> is this kissing? It's the scientist from before. It was the same one. It's Freud. I knew it. No, but like, uh, so, it, and it is this like weird thing where. So psychoanalysis, like one-on-one, has been proven to be effective. Like it does totally. make people feel better. That's what I was just about to say. I think that it should, I think a really good psychologist or a really good psychiatrist or any of those things is very individual with the person. Yeah. I think blanketing people's brains is a crazy concept. I guess you have to do it when you turn off. Like learning anything, you have to kind of like blanket. Like all things work like this. But what do you mean by that? I mean, like I don't think you can say like. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm probably wrong, which is the point of me saying this. Some yeah, that's the point of the whole podcast. But, like, I'm just saying, like, I think that being, like, this is, if you have ADHD, it looks like this in everyone. Like, oh, it's a very, right. I think you can, yeah. like, definitely, there are probably, like, similarities. But everyone that has ADHD is a completely different person. Like, they're right. not the same. And I think a really good psychiatrist or psychologist or therapist or whatever can, like, individualize, like, Here's the medical part, and then here's how it's individualized to you. See, that's why I think it's so effective is because it is taking it on a one-on-one basis, and you do yeah. kind of get to treat people not as not like their symptoms, but like their people. But going back to what you said, it is also this like medical practice that like you know there's many newer medical practices, but it is one of those things where there is a lot of trial and error, and there is a lot of guesswork involved in it on the therapist side. So you do really need like a good therapist. I've had like Gwyneth Paltrow. Exactly, like I wish I had Gwyneth. Dude, I I have had four different like I've tried to go to a therapist four different times. All of them have sucked in their own way. Yeah, I've been through multiple therapists Real too, bad. where I'm like, this is not gonna work for me. And that's not and that's not like to say other people it won't work for them, but for me, by the fourth one, I was like, it's gonna be a while before I can go for a fifth. It's going to be... Cause, cause it's even, emotionally draining. Because getting to those four, I had to go on so many phone calls and like there was a vetting and process bike for those four. And I had to bike to all of their places. <laughs> you had to run me off the road yeah, You were time. sweating when you got there. It was probably horrible for you. I, they're like, okay, so the first problem is you're always out of breath. Yeah. So we're going to have to deal with that first. But uh, but yeah, it was just like, it, it's a nightmare. But then you see people who find good therapists and they get better and it's like, that's awesome. Yeah, a good therapist is like great. I, it's just very hard to get there. And I think it's because 
there is there's a group of like people that are really passionate about what they do and everything, and then there's a group of people who are just like take this medicine, take this medicine, take this medicine, which not medicine's yeah. great. I take an antidepressant, right? And it like changed my life. But I'm just saying, like in general, I I think that like you definitely have to like evaluate if that's the right thing for the person. Me as a doctor, that's what I think. Also, it's it's very and you are. And I've seen every episode of Grey's Anatomy. I'm a doctor. You do a you surgeon do actually. Well, it, it is one of those things where medicine obviously is very good, but it's hard to get into the gray area conversations that I think are necessary when it comes to those sorts of things, which are like medication is a completely necessary, like, you know, step for certain people. But I think that therapy is a little bit limited engaging environmental causes of depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and things that seem to be on the rise lately. Because when you're meeting someone in a clinical setting, they're not really seeing your life. They're not really seeing what you're doing. A lot of the times, and this is where I'm like, I don't really know about certain therapists. A lot of times they're not even asking. They're not even like really getting to the depths of, are you doing like the basic necessities for your brain to be healthy? Right. Also like, what is your job like? Where do you live? What kind of neighborhood? Like all those things are very impactful. And um, yeah, I just think, I'm just kind of sad now. No, it's fine. I was just listening to an old... Do you ever listen to Doug Stanhope? Yeah. He he had this old joke about uh, about Adderall that's so good. Obviously, it's like it's like not accurate, but it's basically about like they'll legalize any drug that makes you better at working. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's an interesting... That's like such an interesting way to think about it because I know friends who've gone on uh, anti... Or like ADD medication and stuff. I, Anti-ADD medication. But I guess it kind of yeah, is. It's anti-ADD. Yeah. That's what it is. But, um... And it changes their lives, and they're, like, much better for it. Mm-hmm. But it is funny to think of, like, well, if it makes you better at working, they're immediately going to be like, green stamp, push it through, let's go. Yeah, get these anything people for the capitalism. Office. Yeah, anything for capitalism. It's, labor, it's, like, it's like we have Labor Day off, and they're like, but we're going to leave the stores open longer. It's like, what the fuck? So... My my question: Do we do we cover your question adequately? Yeah, I do you think feel? so. I okay. have nothing else to say about fetishes that I can think of at the moment. So my question: Do you know about uh, food neutrality? Food neutrality. Food neutrality. Like when you're neutral about food. Well, it's much deeper than that. So is that a fetish? So uh, L.A. the L.A. school department. I, I don't know the exact, but they retweeted or uh, put on Instagram. It, it created like a big stir among this concept and idea a lot of people on right-wing news media picked it up and like drug it through the mud and uh a lot of people on left-wing media were saying well right-wing media is kind of like going overboard with their assessment of this so i'll i'll try to read you a definition of food neutrality this is so there i read two there's two different uh websites about this uh one of them is a little bit on the uh, more I don't really know about it so side. One was Wikipedia. Yeah, one was Wikipedia. So I love Wikipedia. These are these are the bullet points of food neutrality. First bullet point: all food has the same moral value. Okay. Second bullet point: no food is valued over another. Okay. Third bullet point: no food no foods are inherently good bad healthy or unhealthy i i see no problem with this so far all judgment from food is removed yeah that sounds fine what's wrong with that so by using a food neutral approach we give ourselves permission to eat foods that we enjoy without having to feel guilt or shame yeah i'm into this because i think the number one thing that causes people to like 
overexercise, undereat, overeat is the feeling of shame that comes along when you make a mistake with food. Because yeah. food, as someone who's just really learning about food, I'm taking all these classes and courses, it's very confusing. Like right. metabolism, I, I was wrong about how metabolism worked for years. Like I thought lowering your, your caloric intake made your metabolism higher and better, right, but it just lowers so. it. And then you have to actually be eating to keep your metabolism high while you're doing all these things. So that to me sounds fun. Was that, people don't like that or so, they do like it? Th- so that's the most tame definition. The, the issue that most people had, and this is kind of what I want to talk to you about, is so this is on a, on a separate website. This is a tenant of food neutrality. There is no such thing as an unhealthy food. Um, so what it basically means is every single food provides energy that the body needs to stay alive and provides micronutrients that the body needs to maintain its cells and vital organs. Sure, but some are better than others, obviously. That, that is not food neutrality. Well, why? Because, this is what because food, that to me sounds like sounds like obviously I can go and enjoy hot Cheetos and a Coke because we watch certainly. the sunset and that's a great little time and I shouldn't feel bad about it. But I also but I obviously can't eat hot Cheetos every single day of my life. So on the on the website that I've tried. So so on the two and this is this is the issue with the internet and clickbait on both sides is it feels as though one side like I feel like the the core of that idea which is basically like moralizing food rather than looking at it in its nutritional sense and being and making decisions based on nutrition is actually a good thing because putting like morality on food is like i i've had uh eating disorders for like a big chunk of my life and a big part of that eating disorder and it was it was an issue for me because everybody would always be like you're so healthy you're so healthy and that would make me feel really good so I would stick to, I would bring like bags of lettuce to school and eat like bags of lettuce and people would be like, oh, you're so healthy. I'm like, no, I'm fucking, like I'm destroying my brain because I, as... Quick, quick. Yeah, go Did ahead. you know that competitive eaters will eat tons of iceberg lettuce to stretch their stomachs Make out? them bigger, yeah. I watched that in MTV, yeah. My True Life of a Competitive Eater. Our, uh, our... Our stomachs have a volume sensor, but not a calorie sensor. Yeah. That's why restaurants will serve you iceberg lettuce at the beginning so you can eat more of your meal. Interesting. Little fakers. Yeah, Anyways, continue with your eating disorder. So, um, what what I found is it's you can maintain an eating disorder up to the point when things start to change in your life. And then I think most people get to this tipping point where they either go away from it or they go deeper into it. And I went deeper into it. So, I started doing worse at track. I was like competitive in track in high school and college. And then I started performing worse. And so my way of dealing with performing worse was to get even more restrictive with my diet, which, like you said, with metabolism is obviously the exact opposite mm-hmm. thing you want to do. But that's why it was a disorder and not a healthy relationship with food because I wasn't thinking of it in terms of, like, uh, what is actually functionally the best thing for my body. I was thinking in terms of moral value. So when I read that part, I'm like, this is awesome. But then it gets into the healthy and unhealthy, and no food is inherently unhealthy. And it's like a fried ch- fried cheese is unhealthy. Yeah, but I think what they're actually saying there is like if you tell yourself you can never have an Oreo or things that are quote unquote bad foods, then you're going to end up developing some kind of disorder around that. I agree because with that's you. something like me. Like I, it took me a long time. I, I don't. I mean, I've never been diagnosed with eating disorder, but I like for sure think I had binge eating. But I definitely grew up in the time period where it was, like, so cool to make fun of, like, anorexia. Like, none of us knew what the word meant. We would be like, you're right. blaming all the tabloids. You're like, this yeah. celebrity's blaming this. 
I, I made a joke in my high school yearbook about like one of my favorite celebrities, and it's like, uh, and uh, it was Paris Hilton, who I love. And my yearbook quote, I thought that I was like, I'd watch all these like, um, all these like roasts, and I was like, oh, when you like someone, you make fun of like their thing, and then it becomes better. And she wasn't even bulimic, but I was like, I love Paris Hilton because she's bulimic and that's hot. And I was like, aren't I so smart? I used her tagline, and I right. made a joke. Everybody laughed. And then now looking back at that, I'm like, oh my god, I don't even know who I who was in my class. And the adults published that in our yearbook. Right. Yeah. And I was like, now looking back, knowing knowing about like, I had no idea what even eating or even was. I just knew that was like a, a trick, like a like not a trick word, like a hot take in like all of comedy. And I was like, I want to be do that. Right. And and I thought that was how you like showed someone you liked them and like taking back their their thing the tabloids said about them. And yeah. so and then I was like, now I'm like, I don't even know who that like affected in my class. Like who saw that and was like. Not that, like, that comment would give someone the authority, but it wouldn't give someone yeah. better. Well, yeah, go and, easy on yourself in that regard, because I think it was just... I mean, people are products of their times and environment, and if you don't have the information about something, I think it's wrong to judge yourself or others based on, like, past discretions that were made in a time when those discretions were seen by totally. culture as a whole as being more acceptable. Yeah, and it's also like about, I always think when people like are canceling everyone, I'm like, it's about a pattern. If someone has made a mistake right. over and over and over and has the same pattern, that's not a mistake. That's who right. they are. If someone has done something bad and they've changed that, you've never seen it again, then that, that's obviously a mistake that they've learned from. We should move on from it. Totally. But my point of that was like, I was like so gung-ho. I've made that one joke. It's not like I have a hundred of them. I probably made like but I definitely have made more jokes about like people being anorexic or this and that throughout my, throughout that time period because I was like that's what everybody's talking about like that's what's funny and like no right. one cares if people are skinny because I didn't think being skinny was like negative I thought being fat was like that's the thing people hated and if you're making right. skinny people was okay and that's that's the core so but it took me forever to realize that I had like binging so, like I would be so I would cut calories so much. And then I would come home and eat the craziest amount of food. Yeah. And then I feel like I have, like, just in the past couple of years, reached my little point where I was like, I have to change this because it's, like, not working. And right. I, you don't ever think that's bad because you're just like, oh, I'm just hungry from not eating. Like, it took me so long to be like, oh, like, I'm eating bad because I'm like, you're not eating bad. You're just, like, overweight. It was very confusing. Like, the whole weight and everything was very confusing to me. Even trying to, like, describe it is very confusing because I'm just like... I knew that you could make fun of skinny people and that being fat was bad and people treat fat people really strange. Like, they don't want to sit by them on bus. It's very weird. And they make a lot of comments about it, but then I'm like, I was like, but, you know, I don't, ha I don't, I don't not eat or I don't throw up, so obviously I don't have an eating disorder. That's only, that's only two I thought there were. Right. I didn't even know there was a binge eating disorder until I met someone that had it and I was like, oh my God, like, that so what was the tipping point it was it was the meeting the person did you think that it was, was just kind of the... it was just i just i had just met more and more people throughout my life um that had like eating disorders and i had like started talking to them and i was like oh this is way different than in just being skinny like all the jokes made it sound you know and i was right. like and maybe it's ignorant to just find that out like super late in life like whatever i was in college or whatever but it's like it was that and then it was just like i was just like i'm gonna just Instead of being confused, because I'm someone who, if something's really confusing, I'm like, I can't do that. Sure. So I was like, instead of being... I've seen you in the gym. Instead yeah, of being... Yeah. Instead of being... Because it's embarrassing to me. And like, right. So instead of being embarrassed about not knowing about health and nutrition, I'm just going to, like, take all these classes. And I ah. found that lady, that Natasha Oshian, that I love. Oh, yeah. She breaks everything down with science. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, everything you're telling me, it makes sense. And it, like... And it changed the way that I ate and I feel better. Like, I'm eating things that are, like making me feel fuller throughout the day. Like, I understand when people say processed foods. I had no idea what that even meant. But that's why, that's why when I read this, so I think a lot of times in, in 
the modern culture of like clickbait and you need attention and you need people to get like angry at your thing for it to get any traction. I feel like people have this natural uh, kind of magnetism towards you can't just share good positive information anymore. You need some sort of a inflammatory hook to get people in because everything you just said, especially when it comes to like uh, ju like judging yourself and moralizing food is completely correct. And it's like teaching kids to moralize food, especially in the culture where we live where access to healthy food is so low mm -hmm. and access to exercise is so low. Like kids in schools are certainly not given even close to the amount of movement and activity that they need. Not even mm -hmm. close. But to, to say stuff like there's uh, no such thing as healthy food and unhealthy food, it, that's where you get into this place of, okay, you're trying to get people upset about this. You're, you know what you're doing. You know that people are going to read this and, like, and go, well, I, but to, to someone like me where I don't really give a shit about clickbait, like I do like just reading information, like you seem to with the woman on YouTube, like her whole thing is just information, here's the yeah. science, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you didn't need to put this in, and the messaging here is so good up until the point where you go into kind of like territory of like, well, there's no such thing as healthy and unhealthy food, and all food is actually exactly the same. And it's like, obviously, that's not true. I think they're just saying that truly because when you start to say this is good and this is bad, you're it makes you start you you're just back in that place of overthinking food again. Whereas like instead, say what they should have said, I think is like. All foods are food, and you can eat whatever foods you want, but you need to be, like, maybe 80% of the time choosing better options and 20% of the time choose what you want. I don't know. So here's here's my, my thing about it, and I could be wrong here. There are certain quote-unquote foods where, in my mind, I'm like, is this a food, really? Like, when you get into super unhealthy territory, when you're getting into, like, the battered and deep fried food, which those are experience before. Yeah, exactly. I think we need to call certain quote unquote foods experience. Like you shouldn't eat fried butter every day, but you should try it. There's an experience. You, you should experience. It's not even really eating. You're having a gastric experience of fried butter. It's yeah. not really because like saying all food is normal like you said processed and unprocessed is such an important thing for kids to learn and if you're not teaching them that which hopefully they are see because this shit is also so watered down one of the reasons why i want to bring this up is because it's only come to public light in such an inflammatory context that i think having like an actual conversation about it is a nice thing and breaking it down in a real way is a really nice thing because so much of the coverage of this has just been, look at these, like, stupid idiots saying that all food is the... This is why we're all so fat and all the blah, blah, blah. And it's like, first of all... There's someone so fat writing that comment. A lot of the times, yeah. And, and also, the reason why is not because of ideas like this. The reason why is because of, again, a bigger social issue, which is the fact that unhealthy food is so much cheaper to produce and companies are producing it at such a high level but these motherfuckers aren't even really getting mad at them they're not getting mad at big companies they're not getting mad at uh school lunches that are being or the amount people are paid to even afford better food a hundred percent like what they're getting mad at 
is just these people who have this like a certainly fringe idea about food that not every piece of should be taken completely seriously but i think that the main issue is like we live in a fucking culture that pushes people into eating disorders and then blames them for having them and it's so fucked up yeah yeah but i think i do think that like just going back to that one sentence and the way it's written, I think that a lot of that has to do with that. I, I, the someone, wording. As someone who was overweight, like I know that if I heard there are good foods and bad foods, you would want to never participate in the bad food. And that, that kind of cuts you off from a lot of... It kind of makes you feel like less valuable. Because I know like... Right. Like you could go and have four or five In-N-Out burgers and it really wouldn't affect your body. It wouldn't affect either of our bodies at all, actually, because it's one meal. But oh, it would affect me that night, bro. You know what I mean? I but like, would, in I general, would be, yeah. like, I would feel morally be bad because I would not participate in that. And then right. I'd be with this group of people that were, and then I would feel bad the whole time. So I think it's trying to, like... Because there is this concept that if you're, like, overweight, you're, like, less valuable. You're, like, not as good. You're not as um, healthy. You're not as um, productive. Right. Or you're lazy. Or you smell bad. as Or whatever it is, you know? like The moral... The, I, compl- I think putting any moral value on it is necessary it is is unnecessary and we shouldn't be putting any moral value or judgment on it I, but i think that you do get stuck in the weeds when you like make that complete consent like we certainly should not be putting a moral judgment but there does need to be like an objective sort of it is are you not not talking about like social society or whatever but is what you're doing healthy or unhealthy not good or bad healthy or unhealthy is this and and let's let's not even like be vague with healthy or unhealthy is this contributing to you feeling as energetic as possible and does it contribute to as uh, like high quality of life long time that you can achieve and those are the questions to ask now there is it's not like... But that question gets way deeper when you're I overweight know. because then you have to get into like, well, this is what I can afford. This is what makes me feel good because a lot of times when you're really overweight, like, that's like me. Like, I've, I never go swimming. I've never been, never been swimming in my whole life. Like, yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like you're really restricting your time out in the world because of weight and then the only thing that makes you feel better sometimes is food or some people also, you know, they're overweight because of, it's a defense mechanism from being like... like there are a lot of things... I that, read like, something about that that was so interesting where they were looking at prison guards and, like, the prison guards have some of the highest rates of obesity of any job. And they were like, well, that doesn't really make sense because it's no less active. But it's because prison guards are under so much mental stress and they're yeah. so afraid that they make up for it physiologically by putting... Because, like, to a lot of people, weight is safety. Yeah, so a well, lot of people that are molested will put on weight, or right. they'll lose weight. Should either try to disappear or to become big enough to like protect yourself. It's so fucked up though that like, and, and we're in a society where not not only are we given all this bad food, like I mentioned before, but like people are, but then to just be to have people who are overweight and look at them and be like, oh, look at this lazy. Yeah, it's like God weight damn. is never just about what you eat. In my experience, weight is mm. never just about the food you're eating. Obviously, like. Yes, science-wise it is. But I'm saying, like, the mental... It, it has to do with something else. Always. Almost all of it. Almost yeah. always, yeah. I mean, even just, like, culture. Like, in the South, we're just eating different things than people yeah, here. Right. Or vice versa. And that doesn't mean it's bad or wrong. It's just, like, also people in the South tend to work a lot more physically demanding jobs on farms. Right. And, the, you know, I mean, I knew people that would... They would eat crazy food, deep-fried everything, but they were, like, 
jacked because all they were doing was like throwing fucking hay bales over fences. That stuff. don't last long though. I have uh, yeah, so many. I I worked these factory jobs up in Pacoima, which is part of the valley. Just to let you know, it's Pacoima, part of the valley. Just to let you guys know, I know. Um, deep Sun Valley area. Uh, and yes, there were dudes. Not the Moon Valley. It was the hardest physical job I've ever done. And dudes there would still manage to be, because the young guys there were all, like you said, like mm-hmm. Jack, but then like 40, 50 year olds, when that stuff stops processing quite so much, they would, it would just be like, you could almost see it on a timeline, like these guys' bodies with how physically demanding their jobs are. But I've worked enough physical jobs where I can completely, like, empathize with the fact that if you work, like, a dog shit job and you have to to support yourself and probably your family, but you hate it and it's also putting your body through all this, it's like, yeah, you're gonna eat whatever food makes you happy. Yeah. That's just what, like... Food's one of the quickest ways other than drugs to get serotonin and all that stuff going. So yeah, having having a little more empathy. I think I think that's like I'm glad I I brought this up because this is kind of the conversation I want to have around it, where it's like you don't have to look at this and be like, look at these stupid people indoctrinating our kids, but you can kind of break it down and be like, well, here's the good things about it, here's the bad things about it. Yeah, that's kind of. And I mean, what we know about diet and culture is always changing. Just like I said, from whenever even we were younger, and it was like so in vogue to like make oh fun of god. People. I mean, that's why I fucking or, yeah. yeah. I, I had that bad experience with it because I I was just indoctrinated with this idea that like your value is completely tied up with your physical being. Yeah, and that like and then and then that changed, and now we're like oh wait, and then we have like body positivity movements like that's always going to be changing. So like right, everyone's understanding of food is also changing because the world around it is changing. Right. So, like, that has to be, like, you have to have conversations like that, because if not, you're just, like, in a bubble of, like, this is right and this is wrong. This frustrates me so much, too, because I, I'm i in the, I go to the gym pretty much every day. I, I love the gym. I've always loved the gym. My dad took me to the gym when I was, like, 12. I'm I'm very, I'm svelte. I'm, I, I have tight skin. No. But, um. Oh, I have such a fear of that. But, so, I, I've always been part, and. There is no one who's more against body positivity than people who go to the gym all the time. Like, that is the, like, I'm not saying, I shouldn't even say people go to the gym all the time. Like, gym rat dudes, and a lot of gym rat women, Mm -hmm. like, old school, they hate the body positivity movement. And And they'll tell you with a mouthful of broccoli and rice. Oh, yeah, they'll tell you with a fucking protein shake coming out of their nose. Yeah. Like, oh, I hate, but I wish I could just explain to them, it's like, you're only seeing the silliest parts of this because that's the kind of news cycle you're on. Also, that's you're the reason for the movement. You're so the many people don't want to go to the gym to even try to better themselves. Right. Because That's me. Because it is so uncomfortable to be in a room with people that are like, look, and it's like, stop looking over here. Let me go one look step further. Look in the further. mirror, Adonis. Let me go one step further. The body positivity movement is for them. And that's not to say that if you want like a big jacked body you shouldn't have it it's like that is completely up to you have whatever body you want whatever body you want to create it's like that is on you completely but if i i feel i'm my body is so much better like aesthetically physically all that from the time that i had my like eating disorder shit and a lot of people i know who go to the gym all the time they are in this prison of moralizing food where it's like not only would you be happier that's a given you would see better results if you didn't have this unhealthy 
connected to eating. Now, when you get to like the high levels of bodybuilding and stuff, those people kind of by necessity have to have an unhealthy connection to eating. But that's a hobby. That's something you do very short term, just to be very clear. Yeah, it's a life. No, no, that is a life. Like bodybuilding, like big, that is a fucking entire life. It's nuts. What's that? That Some animal we have in the room? But a lot's happening. Where's the beeping coming from? I don't know. Okay, well, anyways. So, yeah, I'll just cut that out. Um, but that is true. Like, that is, like, I think people think that, like, oh, to look like this person, I have to eat that way. But it's, like, right. a lot of times the things you're seeing are people that are doing, like, that is their hobby, and they're not eating like that all the time. It's, no. like, it's for specific reasons. Right. And they look like that for, and, like, when you see the pictures of them and stuff, they look like that for 30 minutes. Also, talk about a silly thing. Yeah, it's silly. But the amount of times working in, in cosmetic retail that I've had to body paint people in, like, Oh, terrifyingly really? dark shades. Oh, oh, you've you've contributed How has to that. Not been you've contributed to black body. I, well, that's what I'm like. I'm, yeah. First of all, I I say listen. I always say, ma'am, sir, this is not the correct color, but you do whatever you want to do. Right. I don't know. You you this this is where the foundations are, and you find them. But like the amount of people that want like. What is that? Why do you need to be that tan to show your body off? I think, like, every every hobby, obviously, is silly in its own way. We all have our little silly things. But that one is is particularly... Like, like no, I wouldn't even say particularly silly. But that aspect of bodybuilding where they literally paint their bodies into these, like... Well, because it, it's, like, aesthetics. So, like, when, when light hits bad. you... It, it doesn't look good to you, but for, like, a judge, like, like a judge or, or somebody who's, like, taking a picture or whatever... The way light hits, the like darker the shade, the more the muscle striation. Yeah, that's contouring and highlighting. I know all about that. But you can you can achieve that same thing without paying your body a different human being shade. And you need to tell them that. I mean, you you can't you can't because it's like it's like a it's been going on for so long. Right. I'm surprised someone's ever brought this up. I'm sure someone has been like, we gotta stop doing that. Yeah. But it's like it's like so weird. It doesn't even look like they're. It's so dark the shade. Yeah. On, like, someone who should not be wearing that shade ever. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, why don't you just contour your ab area or, like, you know, or put some shine on. You can get the same effect different ways. Interesting. It's just so weird because we need to be, like, 50 shades darker. I mean, it is so dark. Right. And it, I've never seen a picture where I'm like, that looks great. Well, but it's not for you. Hey, look killer. They're not doing it for you. They're not. They're doing I still it saw for the them. picture, therefore I have an opinion. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, is there anything you want to end on? Did we go for long enough? I think, well, I don't know how long has it been. It's 11, 11. About to get my wish on. Oh, we started at 10, 10, 11. Um, I mean, we should, oh, what is it? Does this say how long we've been recording? No, I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's been an hour yet, has it? It's either almost been an hour or we started a little after 10. I have no idea. Mm, we should probably do one more. Let's, let's add, yeah. Throw um, something else out just, there. I think just a bumper. Because even if we started at Probably like four, like five or ten more minutes. I think just okay. to make sure because I don't, I didn't set a timer on. Great. Um, let's see. Do you have any more? I'm gonna see what I have. I thought biking was such a fun one. It was. It just came out of nowhere too. Oh my God, I swear I had more. Okay, there they are. Oh, I have a great one to end on. Okay, great. This one's a little, it's a little rated R, but I need to, I think it goes with fetishes pretty well. Sure. So, um, another very deep dive into Reddit led me here. I okay. really should stop getting on Reddit. But, um. I mean, we need it for the podcast. Do you think yeah. that it is, <laughs> this actually comes from, when I was on, uh, Good For You, uh, when you had that robot and I had to carry it around a lot for the, when I was her assistant, 
and people all the time, like it was a sexual robot, and people were like, I remember this one man wrote a comment, in it and he wrote, uh, fucking a robot is gay, because it's not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And I was yes! like, and I was like, interesting take. So then I just went to the internet, this is, and I was thinking about like topics, some of that came up, and I was like, I'm gonna look on the internet and see if anybody else has these opinions. And apparently there's a big divide on what is more manly, fucking anything, or only fucking women. What is more manly? Fucking any... So does anything include other men? It includes... It, yeah. Men, anything. women, dolls, pocket rockets. I don't know what else people fuck. Interesting. And I'm like... There is some concept of... And when I saw that, I was like, this is so stupid. But then I was like, wait a minute. Let me start thinking about it. For just the fun. sake of it. No, that's a it really is, fun... It is, I think, more manly, quote unquote, to fuck anything. Because when I think about, like, Romans, Greeks... Uh, the manliest man. You know what I mean? Like they were just—they were fucking people just to show that they were dominant over them. Like they were just fucking anything. Right. When I think of manly people, I think of Greeks. Greek. Well, like you know, like the three hundred, whatever they were. <laughs> oh, Spartans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those people were very Spartans fuck anything. were fucking each other. That is true. All kinds of people. There was an entire gay army in Sparta. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But we should bring like, that back. It was yeah. We should bring back gay. I think arms. it'd be a little different now. There'd be a lot of countries that that would really work on. That you know what I mean? Sweden. I mean, um, American. No, no, no. no. I, I, like American imperialism obviously is bad. But if you're pushing it with gay army, I might get on board. That is, I mean, I was like, but I was like, it does sound like that's more manly. Now that I think about it, gay army. Yes, gay army, sure. But I mean, the fucking anything. Oh, fucking. Okay. Because I was like, the robot. It's a lady robot. So. Here, this is an also, interesting... Also, no one's fucking it, just to be clear. So, this is, this was a piece of locker room talk I had in high school with uh, a friend of mine, Xavier. And Xavier Drag said... him. Call him out. Xavier said... Well, I never said the last name. But this isn't a bad thing. Xavier said, I never I never jack off. Jacking off is gay. I why, why don't you just have a girl do it? That was Xavier's statement. And it stuck with me forever. I heard someone say that. They were like, I don't yeah. jack off. I'm married. And I was like, she hates you. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> I don't jack off. Yeah, I don't jack off because it's gay. But it, on your point, jacking off is actually like, jacking off is really straight. triggering me. I've never heard of that in years. Oh, you don't like what? What should I say? Masturbation. No. Yeah. <laughs> masturbation. I mean, I agree with Xavier. I'm not a big into the masturbation. Master masturbation is something where you like. You sprawl out on that's the sheets. That's how Paltrow would say Exactly. You have, like, rose petals around you. There's, like, a pompous... Jacking off is what guys do. Most 90% of, of male self-pleasure is jacking off. You run into a bathroom. You have three minutes. You, you get run in into a two. bathroom. You run into a bathroom. You get it over with. This is a... Use whatever, whatever hand soap is available to you. Oh, my God. Lotion. People have lotion by their bed. Oh, yeah. Can't send them to jail. <laughs> I have I have lotion by my bed. Yeah, yeah, First yeah. of all, just buy a lube. Uh, I know I have lube too. I have my bed, but I don't want to waste the lube. See, show. this is because I'm cheap. I don't want to waste the lube because that's for my girlfriend. So I use the lotion and it saves the lube. Brand, for some reason, brands send me so many sex toys and lubes and things. Interesting. And I'm like, there's nothing about me that is saying that I am doing anything with these. Mm. And they said, here, have some. More. Your hair, your hair says different. Yeah, this it does. Your hair is very clear hair, different. but it's it's it's, it's it's a disguise. Sure, it's a disguise. Um, um, so I would say, I think what what you're doing is you're attaching virility to straightness. Which is something that a lot of virility, people... Virility? What do you have a word of the day calendar? Virility, virile, is like horniness, basically. Yeah, like, I know what it is. Like, well, you're welcome. 
So, um, I don't know if that's... The, the only the oh, issue yeah. I would have is I don't think that's accurate. I think that, like, straightness and virility are not necessarily... Because I think... If I'm thinking of the straightest guy, the straightest guys I know, they barely even fuck women. They're playing Call right of Duty gym. too yeah. much. Yeah, they're those are the straightest guys I know. They're they're playing Call of Duty. They're watching old David Tell clips, right? They're they're fucking in the their own David lane. Tell. The OG David Tell. They're in their lane. Like those are straight guys. That's that's the people. That, those are the guys I look at, and I'm like, maybe I am on a spectrum. I don't know. Everyone's you know on a spectrum. No, 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 I know. But I'm saying I look at them, and I'm and aware I'm, of it. I'm in the middle of the spectrum. Now. Right, right, right. I right, moved. I've, right. I've, my fucking pin has fucking slammed to the other side. So I would say, guy who is like, I only fuck women, is the, is the straighter of the two. Because if you're that into women where you can't even jerk off, you need to fuck a woman, A, you have mental problems, and B, you're very straight. But I didn't say the straightest. I said the manliest. Man, I would say manliest, That's different. too. I would oh, go, see, I think it's different. I feel like, I feel like, granted, this is not what I think people are doing, just to be clear. No, but no. In this family situation. Hey, we're having a little fun. I do. We're having a little fun. Not me. I'm here for a long time, not a good time. Um, I, I, I do think that there is something, like, inherently manly about, like, I'm going to fuck anything because I'm I'll the man. Whatever. I'm the man. Yeah. I agree with you. No, there is something about that where it's like, what is that? Because if you're the man, if you're the man, yeah, you see anyone and you're like, that's my bitch, that's my bitch, that's my bitch. It doesn't matter. Yeah, oh yeah, like the dominance thing. Like that is, but that could also be my skewed version of masculinity. I think it might be, I think it might be because I think it's also taking like into account uh, the idea that like, like fucking, uh, like getting, like that fucking is manly and getting fucked isn't. Yeah, that's, you know what I mean. That's just the society says that, which is society incorrect. But in the sake, in the sense of this, we need to use. The We're content. using societal standards, in which case, that you pose a very interesting because there have been famous people throughout history who are considered like incredibly manly. Who then you look back and it's like, oh, they were so, they they just could stop fucking men or women. They were just fucking everybody. Yeah. Marlon Brando. There are there are there are famous people. Today in this world, right now, that, that are, you that and are I hooking both up know with men, of that we can't. Yeah, fucking that are hooking up with podcast. men just because they're like, I've had so many women. I'm bored. Yeah, yeah I'm and it's like you're like, excuse me, like, full dehumanizing, but still. Sure. It, but there also there's something on the flip side that there's also something very cartoonish about like that kind of masculinity where you're like, I right. fuck it. It's like at some point that you have to stop doing that. Like it's fun for a taste, not for a swallow. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where you're like, you cannot, this cannot be the same. If I can't say jacking off, you can't use that expression anymore. <laughs> I already said it now. Um, but it's one of the... You, first of all, use jacking off more. I've never heard it so much in my life. So continue, I guess. It's my favorite. But it's like one of those things where like people that do that like every time they start to be like intimate or something, it's like, this is getting a little weird. Like, Do you know who you are? Or is this like this character right. you're putting on of like... This like dominant character is like a little cartoonish at some point. It is cartoonish. No, I mean I think and there's been archetypes of that in Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo exactly. Literally like Johnny Bravo, that cartoon if we watch that today, Jesus Christ. Oh god. Just yeah. harassing women oh, left doing and right. But but he what he was never a protagonist that kids looked up to. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was a child watching Johnny Bravo and I was never like, I want to be like Johnny Bravo. So that cartoon was sort of well made in a way. It was like a joke. Yeah, it, it's clearly like, oh, this is a buffoon. This is a buffoonish character. But yeah, those characters have existed throughout history, and it's like, I think people do sort of like the comfort of, like, just, a, you know exactly what they want, 
and it's to fuck. Yeah, because they can't yeah. stop telling you about they it. They can't stop saying it. No, that that is... I, okay, you've maybe brought me over to your side a little bit. Maybe that is the manlier yeah. thing is to, like, fuck They're the guys that call everything a pussy, no matter what it is. They're like, you're pussy, you're pussy. You're like, what? I don't... I'm not, I'm unaware of this what? kind of guy. This is the thing. So there's this whole thing. This might be a more of a gay thing, but there's this whole thing oh, you where, think? where people are <laughs> calling like, your mouth an asshole a pussy is a gay thing? Well, everyone does it. Like, I, 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 apparently, like, it's a thing now. People are just calling everything a pussy. Rap song, everything's a pussy. Sure. And they're not even talking about that. And I'm just like... Okay, and then now there's a big there's a big gay fight on whether people should be doing that or not. People are like, "How dare you say that? That's stereotypes." And other people are like, "We think it's hot." So it's just like, it's like, who worry about worry about your own fucking bedroom? That's not worry. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's one of the things where it's like, I am all for like conversation, but what is happening where we're being like, oh, we need to bring uh, societal knowledge into the bed? It's like. You know what's not sexy? Go ahead. Societal knowledge. Societal knowledge. My I've dated some of the like smartest, most socially conscious women of all. Like they, uh, so much smarter than me, so much more socially conscious than me. Congresswomen. Congresswomen. Senators. Senators. Uh, yeah. Fucking. Uh, Madam President. Madam Presidents. The Queen of England. <laughs> and uh, in the yeah, it's like you don't need to take that. You no, if you like getting fucking you know hit consensually. That's fine. Yeah, Dude, that's, do that. I mean, why are you worried about other people are doing consensually? What is this issue that we have to make it? It's like a Twitter war. Or not Twitter. Um, TikTok. What's the yeah. name of TikTok? It's a TikTok war. And I'm right. just like, this is so funny. The thousands of videos of people being like, don't you ever call this a post. And it's like, is this what we're doing with our time? De-social media your brain. That's what I True. De-social media your brain. That's right. But I wonder when that's going to be like the next trend. Like, Daddy really kicked off. So I'm wondering when that's going to be the next thing. It's exciting. These are exciting times. Exciting times, you know. Everyone's just hoeing it up. Um, is there is there anything you would like to leave our... No, I think this was great. I think ending on... <laughs> yeah, this is great. Ending on that this was... was wonderful. Key. Um, um, yeah, this was super fun. This was number two. So after that is number three. Yes. And then who knows Good what job. happens after that. Who knows? We have no idea. That's up to you. Yeah, thanks. For listening to this.